so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Marseille View. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, we're getting into crunch time and we're winning again. So <laughs> I think it was Alex, actually. Um, good to have you on, mate, as usual. But but you suggested on Monday you were quite enthusiastic. You're like, when are we recording? <laughs> well, it's, it's not, you know, you, you feel the team is ready. We are close to winning the title so we're all oh, excited you had to say it you just had to say it so joining me tonight alex obviously julien who's uh currently in marseille actually is part of his uh his long long train journey around europe how are you yeah man? yeah I'm, I'm great i'm great uh, well i know i'm great I, I, that's that's lying well, I had you, a you got day. to experience yeah, yeah. You experienced some of the local culture didn't you earlier exactly i i for the for the record like uh I just got my phone nicked today in in Marseille, like bloody, like a clueless tourist. After I've been, I was in in Marseille for two hours next to Cour Julien. So, yeah. But I mean, in a way, you know, you have to you have to experience that at least once in your life in Marseille. Like, you know, it's gonna teach me a lesson. Like, I, I was aware of that and I knew I had to be careful and I was not. So, you know. There's for lessons. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. not not just about Marseille. Right? It happen, it can no. Happen anywhere. Yeah, 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 and and yeah, yeah. It can happen anywhere, but quite often in Marseille. Though. <laughs> like <laughs> there is a there is a, a lot of skilled guys uh, in this art of uh, of pickpocketing. I must say, uh, it's, it, it's it, an it art. It's quite common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, uh, I mean, you know, no, I, 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 you know, no, um, no harm done and nothing very serious. So. And it was a, a crappy phone, apparently. So yeah, it was a crappy phone, exactly. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And joining us, we have we have a comeback. Thomas, how are you, my friend? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm great. Very very stoked to be here uh, after I guess it was a one year absence. So I almost well, you had yeah. a kid, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, of course, I made some uh, arrangements just to be able to. Uh, record today but then i found out that my wife actually goes out so i'm uh, alone with my kids so you know if i'll just uh, suddenly disappear it doesn't mean that uh, that i just i just you know <laughs> uh, you disagree lost, <laughs> lost interest or something like that i'm just you know taking care of the kids but, no, but they can join they can join i'm sure they will be as as useful as us describing the yeah game game, yeah so. yeah yeah they already Expert know analysis. they can shit yeah exactly i I taught them, you know, everything. So good man. But yeah, um, so 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 happy to be here with you guys back. So yeah, it's good to have this. you back, man. It's good to have you back. Um, I mean, you you came with us as well um, to the the Strasbourg game. So um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we still haven't seen a win, but at least you saw a couple of goals this time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One <laughs> one step at a time. Next time, I am sure that it will be a six nil. Yeah, it was good. It was good to have all you guys from Poland over. Um, yeah, it's a shame about the result, but we, we had a good time, right? So, 
Um, but that was that was back when we were shit. Um, we seem to be better now. So we're going to debrief mm-hmm. tonight the famous, well, famous, um, I guess you could call it that, for the way it's the game famous. unfolded, but the, the historic win in, in Lyon, because we, we haven't won there since 2007. And I was actually there in 2007 when we went. I, I blew quite a lot of my student loan back then to cash an expensive flight to to Lyon from um, from East Midlands. I had to do a, a stopover in Dusseldorf, I remember. But um, we'll cover that game. We'll cover the the, the win against Auxerre on on Sunday, and and sort of we'll take stock, I guess, at the end of um, of where we are and and what's left to play for with five games to go and and a big game away at Lens. Uh, on Saturday nights, but I uh, will start with Lyon. So we all knew the history. We haven't won there for ages. Lyon, quite, quite frustratingly, as it seems to be the case often, is they 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 regained form before we were due to play them. They, I think they were. Olas actually tweeted this before we played them that they were the top team in Liga in terms of points in the mm. second half of the season. It's a shame for him. There's a first half of the season as well in which they were pretty <laughs> dire. But um, I mean, I remember we debriefed Trois and um, I think it was Julien, it was you and I, wasn't it? Yes. No, it was Alex, it was Alex, you and I, um, yeah, the last uh, one, yeah. and Charles. And, and Julien, it was you and I just before that. But yeah, yeah. Charles was the only one who predicted the win. Alex, you and I both said 1-1. But, um, we were close, but, mind. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, for a few seconds to spare. But um, I think more than anything, it, I, I, I was... Impressed. Well, the, the lineup. First of all, he he reverted despite Vitinha scoring his first two goals in in the previous game against Trois. He reverted to the classic away lineup, you would say, with, with Sanchez up front. Um, but but beyond just just beyond that, within I don't know about you guys. I mean, we were under pressure for the first twenty minutes of the game, but they didn't really create anything of substance. But we we were just that was for me the best performance in a long long time. No, de- definitely. I think uh, I-, I think there was a, clearly a switch of mindset at the Trois game. And I think that's, that's what I was saying in the last podcast. I really could feel that the game against Trois, that's it. They, they flick the switch, stop, you know, with these disappointing last few games. The mindset change and bringing Vitinha and Caboret, notably, you know, with their somehow limited skills. They brought a lot of energy and youth in the team. And an effort, something that uh, someone like Nuno Tavares doesn't quite bring. And I think the team needed a shake-up. And I felt the change in, uh, in the games at Trois, and it kind of followed against Lyon and then against Auxerre. And, and, and Lyon, you're right. First of all, Lyon started, you know, with the ball for the first 20 minutes without creating much. Um, but... I wasn't surprised to see Caboret in the team. I think he brings uh, a lot of energy and especially defensively is a lot more solid, a lot more focused, a lot more energetic than Nuno Tavares. And I, I didn't understand the first Tudor put close on the right and Caboret on the left because then offensively Caboret on the left doesn't bring anything. And then he switched the other side and Caboret on the right for which he, he's okay because he can do like uh, you know, run towards the, the line and then cross with his right foot, which is exactly how the, the last goal came in. And, and I really, really like, especially in away games, when you have close on the left wing back, coming in and darting towards uh, towards the, the opposition box. And and that was, for me, the key of the game, is we, we were uh, able to find close in space 
uh, on that left side, which created what you know four, five different chances. That problem with close is that it, it doesn't have the, the the left foot at all. It doesn't have any left foot, and he has to come back on his right foot. And in the last third, he always kind of overthink a little bit and lack a bit of that touch. But he, he brought a, a, a lot of danger to. To, to the Lyon squad and because uh, of that uh, uh, risk that, that he brings to, to, to the other team, Lyon were uh, starting to go a lot backward and they didn't know how to, how to manage every time they tried to attack and lost the ball. We were able to, you know, send an arrow in, in their defence. And that's how the goal came, actually. It's, uh, we found uh, close uh, on the left. Then another run from uh, Alexi and close fan Alexi in space. And then he shoots and Under kind of follow. And then in the same thing, he came on the other side for the last goal of the game where there was some space this time on the right side. Caboret, when it's on the right side, he's good to cross with his right. He's okay with that. And they kind of muddled things up and the ball went in. So basically, we were just able to bring a lot of speed in you know on the different wings because of our wing backs and that's where we're really good at uh, away from home and with the energy and belief and and that was enough to have a big win i i guess thomas um I, you know I'll let you obviously go next so it's good to have you back but but I, I, I it's not something you said or anyone said but <clears throat> would it would it be right in thinking in a way um, despite them not creating many, many very threatening chances, I think they had one chance in the first half where, they, and, and that's how their goal came, right? It was a, it was a long cross to the far post. Uh, Lacazette almost got on the end of it, but put it put it over the goal. But um, did did do you feel like we we sort of scored against the run of play? No, definitely not. I think uh, I agree with both you of, of you guys. Actually, I think it was our. I think maybe not the best game of the season. Maybe the the games the game in the um, versus Paris in Coupe de France was the best one, but I think it was a close second. Um, uh, and I I I definitely didn't feel that it was scored uh, against the the run of play, which is also interesting. I think one of the uh, the people that I would credit the most for the victory is actually Tudor himself. I was very critical of him. Uh, I, I started very, like, uh, started the season with a very positive feeling, despite you know the shitty friendly friendly games. But then I, I just um, grew more and more in, into him and and liked him. But the last let's say two months were really like in tactical terms. I was very 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 disappointed. I think he nailed this game actually. The one thing was the, the, the switch uh, between Cabaret and Klaus, for, for sure. So Alex uh, said this um, already, but I think the the more important thing was that he actually uh, refrained from making too many subs. He he basically only made one sub, right? Because Vitinha came on um, around 80, um, 80th minute. And I think it was a very good read of the game because we just really never actually lost momentum uh, in this game. We were just pushing constantly, I guess. Lyon actually scored one, uh, yeah, it was like one off chance, right? After that, only uh, Malagusto had one, uh, let's say, pretty good chance. But I think it was a very good read on the game just to keep uh, keep pushing. And uh, 
I think uh, even though it it was it was lucky, right? But in, 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 uh, at the same time, it was very uh, I would say deserved. Uh, deserved exactly. Just to just to back up what Alex said as well. Uh, Charles is not with us today, so let me just put up some <laughs> yes. stats for yeah. you. Exactly. So yeah, the, the 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 five game. I, I will just read you the xg from the previous five games before Tour. Okay, so it was one one point six, one point six. 1.2, 1.3, and 0.9, right? So that's the last five games before uh, before Tua. And after that, we have Tua uh, 3.7, Lyon 2.0, and uh, Osir, the game that we'll talk about next, 2.6. So it, it's mm. it's it's also like very clearly visible in the data that we are just creating much, 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 much more. And it's uh, very nice to see. Yeah, players, yeah. players seem to be back on form in the crucial point. I, I guess you know, I'd, I mean, <clears throat> I could ask you guys all this question, but yeah, I, I think you you did text at some point, you know, <clears throat> inevitably. But when when we missed those chances and you equalised, we you must we must have all been thinking, for fuck's sake, we've blown our chance yet again. We've not scored when when we we, we had the momentum, and we're just going to concede the shitty draw because. Um, because it was close as well, but but we can go into his case to, uh, towards the end of this. But did you did did the doubt set in, Julien? Yeah, you? well, the the um, to be very honest with with you, Ben and 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 our our auditors, like I couldn't, I, I had other obligations, so I couldn't even watch the Lyon game properly. It was difficult for me. So, but I was following like all the time Ooh. the chat. Yeah, I was following the chat. I was following the chat, and I was following the. Um, the oh, 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 WhatsApp group and the live score and everything when I could, but I, I, I couldn't watch like properly. I had a very bad connection. And um, the, yeah, but what I was, I, I was just feeling that this was just exactly going like what we've seen, like there was no way we could win it. And the worst was like my live score first gave me a 2 1 for Lyon <laughs> at the last minute. And I was like, Christ, no. heart attack. Heart I was attack like, moment. I was like, no, you can't be. <laughs> Malo Gusto, like, two one for Lyon. Exactly, as a Malo Gusto, two one for Lyon. And then I was like, no, fuck. That. <laughs> then I'm like, I watch, I, I'm like, and then I, I go to the chat and I see guys who are, who are like, ah, we don't deserve this win and stuff. I was like, what? What's going on? I refresh and I see two one for us on goal, and I was like, no, what is going on? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But I had doubt, like, like. I didn't think it, it could be possible. Like it's been so long, like like 15 years. It's such a long time that you know I was just I was like yeah okay yet again it's gonna be the same story. But for uh, once, I'm, like for once we we were lucky. I'm sorry, Ben. Um, I did say during the match just after Lyon scored that we were gonna win. Um, I'm sorry. I'd like to point that out, and I could feel we were gonna make it. The mindset has changed, guys. The mindset has changed. Oh, yeah. You were not the only one who were quite negative in the in the WhatsApp uh, chat. Uh, <laughs> of the, come on, man. Go <laughs> Beyond, beyond, beyond. Understandable. Yeah, exactly. But beyond, beyond the, the, the negative talk. We, we know this club so well. And it's just, uh, we, we, it just happens. Like, we've just seen it happen too many times with OM and... And again, this season, like Thomas, you mentioned it, you know, we went through a, a couple of months. We, it was that long where it was like nothing's working anymore. <clears throat> and um, Tudor is still persisting with the same lineup and, and the same system or whatever. And it, and you felt like we were wholly dependent on, on Alexi to, to pull a, a miracle out of the bag. Um, but but suddenly you bring in some fresh legs and some new some new personnel and some new profiles and, 
Caboret, Caboret, I mean, we'll, we'll go, we, we, let's go into to the sort of player by player, maybe not all of them, but but for me, Caboret, I was really impressed. I mean, um, not only because of what I've seen from him in, in previous games, I feel like it's a bit like the, the opposite of Tavares, who started brightly and then fizzled out. Caboret is, is you know, he hasn't complained. He's, he's just taken his time on the bench, but when he, when he learned the system and, and he sort of adapted to the expectations, not only physically, but ball ball wise and and transition wise and, and distribution wise um he had a great game against Trois already but yeah to see him do well in in such a, a big game against uh, you know decent opponents who were on form um I, I felt he had a big impact like there, there was even defensively like he, he he was the one in the second half who was who was cutting off the transmissions and the counterattacks very very quickly through anticipation and etc but also he got us the goal. I mean, <clears throat> Thomas, I, I'll ask you, but I don't. I don't. I'd, I'd be a bit frustrated if we spanked twenty million to, to 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 get the option on him because City, I think, clearly have put that 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 option in to dissuade us from trying to buy him permanently based on what they know about finance and stuff. But would you would you keep him on loan next season? Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of uh, things that you touched uh, touched upon. So let me just start by saying that I think that this goal uh, was made by Cabaret, but like it was so poetic, and I would I would honestly uh, I I wouldn't uh, you know swap it for like a beautiful shot from the distance. I think it was like such a satisfying <laughs> yes. win with like three Leon players actually combining in scoring this own goal and Anthony Lopez with his sad face, like watching the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, ball yeah, slowly, yeah, yeah. you know, rolling into the uh, net. It was perfect. So, so that's the that's the, the first thing. The second thing is I, I actually always thought that, that Cabra is decent. I know that a lot of people were actually kind of dissatisfied with his performances. I, I, I actually always thought that he is okay. I remember actually watching him uh, in the last uh, Africa Cup of Nations because that's one one of my favorite, I guess, international tournaments to watch. So uh, I remember watching him here then. So it was like one and a half year ago, I think, and I I was uh, really impressed with him. So so I always actually uh, liked him. Um, yeah, and he played very good. I, I for sure we won't activate the 20 million clause, but I think that uh, we can either try to keep him on, on loan next season or or uh, or maybe just negotiate like a more fair fee i think something like between six to eight million euros would be actually i think okay city won't need him anyway and i think they they won't get uh, you know uh, a higher fee from from anyone so i think he's decent but i think also like a big part of his um, evaluation is to think that i must honestly tell you and i will just uh mm. Well, come, no, out, gonna say? come out of the closet right now. I think that uh, no, <laughs> Nuno Tavares is actually like the the f- fucking worst player I've seen in OM shirt for the last five wow. years. I, wow. I, even think, I even think that he's worse than Arkadiusz Milik. So that's something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I yeah, it's I th- I think he's I I know that he scored like lots of goals and he's like really fun to watch. But I, oh my god, I just I think he's like a real liability the defense and 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 it it just causes so much disharmony in the squad in the in the tactical lineup that i think that I even playing without him is, is like a, a very big you know um advantage so yeah Cabaret all the way till the end 
I, I agree with you. And one of the things is, it, that's what I said again, is the game against Trois when you have Vitinha who presses a lot and Caboret who coming in and defends, focus, didn't let Trois come out at all compared to uh, the usual Nuno who would shoot like six times a game and most of the shots will hit a pigeon up in the sky or try his dribble like he's Ronaldinho. I think everybody had enough of it and he doesn't defend. You know, we, we play such a risky game. Um, uh, to, to have a guy like, like Tavares losing the ball and then not defending, you, you can't play him against a Lyon. While Caboret, um, you know, with all these limitations, he, he, he's super fast. He's very focused defensively. And we have space he can cross, uh, you know, with the right foot. And, and that's decent. Now, if you ask him to combine in middle of the pitch, help in the build-up or be on the left side and, and to combine, he, he doesn't have that kind of ball skills in, in, in uh, you know, uh, short spaces, he doesn't have it at all, and that's why, you know, I, I would struggle to see him as a as a starter for us, you know, uh, over the long term, let's say for next year or whatever. But but what he brings in terms of intensity on the pressing, on focus defensively, really really helps the team. And now, I think now he that he's see, understood um, the expectations, yeah, that's that. Hundred percent agree with you. And, it's a bit similar with Vitinha, you know. Um, I mean, Caboret, it's not the same because he's been here since the beginning of the season, but he, he got a couple of chances, but he's been preserved more or less. But but at the same time, he's, you know, he's done his work and, and clearly he's done enough to impress Tudor enough in training that when finally this is this is one of the positions where we have a, a bit of a luxury of, of spoils and options because we have Caboret and we, you know, he's not injured and stuff. And, when Tavares started getting really shit recently, well, he 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 did. It took too long, in my opinion, but he put Caboret in, and and he's been proven right. But it's um again, it's made credit to Caboret, but, but credit to Trudeau as well for making the switch at the right time, maybe. I no. just would like to sorry guys, I just would like to add no, about no. Uh, about Nuno Tavares that um to um to answer Thomas that uh, about the players we've had for the last five years. Nuno Tavares is my favorite top three um, alongside uh, Clinton NG and uh, Nemanja Radonjic. <laughs> yeah, I think there, you know, there is a lot of similarities between him and the three players. On the left side, a, all of them on the left side. Yeah, and they had, a, they had some sort of, of a feature that I really like with these players is the fact that every time they do anything with the ball, it's a bit like they're throwing a die, you know. It's a bit like they're playing a role playing and they're throwing a D100. And they're like, you never know what's gonna happen, you know. It's just <laughs> usually it's shit, but sometimes it's it ends up in the in the in the end of the net. But yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty close so to, to rebaptizing him. Yeah, we, we we could almost rebaptize him Nuno de Siglier. I mean, <laughs> d- d- defensively certainly, but but look, I mean, he's on loan. If if we'd spent 15 million on him, we'd all be going fucking hell. That's a that's a, a proper waste of money. But he's on loan. And, and guess what? They're, we've been lucky, right? They're not all going to work out, these players on loan. And um, last year it was Poropes, Under and, and Genduzi, and they were automatic options. And, and guess what? All three of them have, for me, proven that their value. I mean, Genduzi, he's had a, a bit of his moment of doubt, but it seems that he's now coming back into the fold um, mentally more than anything. But yeah, it's not always going to work out, right? And, and as you say, Julian, as much as Tavares rolls the dice. Uh, Longoria and Ribalta have been rolling the dice with all of mm. these uh, calculated risks and, and trying to build as coherent a squad as we can. And it, he, he's not, 
I follow Arsenal in the UK, right? And and I saw him last year, and I was expecting a lot worse, honestly, personally, from Tavares. Um, and now he's certainly recently shown all of the reasons why Arsenal fans were, were, were not surprised to see him leave on loan last uh, last summer. But it could have been a lot worse. But but certainly compared to like a Cabaret, um, you, you just know it's quite clear now who you're going to back to have the better career, maybe. Uh, beyond beyond the fact that, that Cabaret belongs to Man City, um, he just seems to have more of that gradual linear progression and, and is not as erratic or random um, as, as, a, as a Tavares will probably end up being um, for, for the rest. But I guess just the, the, the other player, and, and this is probably a debate because it, it will come up when we analyse the Uxer game, but Klus, I mean, he's mm. I, I, I shot all over him recently in the last few oh, podcasts, yeah. but yeah. he's he's been better. I've seen improvement. I think he's mentally he's back in the game. Um, and he's he, he he's certainly making all the, the right runs and he's very positive and, and uh, Alex you said it you know he just brings that that pressure and that quality I mean that that pass to Alex C for the first goal um, you know I can't I can't really recall many fullbacks that we've had that let alone midfielders that would actually see that run and and, and be able to pull off the pass and similarly the, the pass he made for Unai a few weeks ago a few months ago uh, against Nantes when we won there. Um, at the end of the game and stuff, he he has that quality. He's capable of it, but I'm still pretty frustrated because uh, again we, we we put off the win thanks to 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 some um, you know some some miraculous orgasmic catastrophic own goal by by one of our biggest rivals and and I agree with you, Thomas, 100. percent I'd rather yeah yeah I mean it'd be nice to win three 0 but but actually to win it like that the last minute so disgustingly is is quite satisfying as well but. Um, I, I do. What, what's what's the, the sort of issue? And, and we'll, we'll touch on this again when we when we discuss Luxor in a minute. But I, I personally, I think that he wants to do too well, and that's mentally he he sort of overplays a bit and overcomplicates things and and stuff. Because um, beyond, I mean, he he had that shot and Lopez fair play to Anthony Lopez on that save was was fantastic. But before that, there were a couple of chances where he was clean through. Um, and not to, you know, Tavares, for example, he would have probably decided when he when he gets one on one with, uh, with 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 Lopez and he doesn't shoot and he ends up losing the ball. Tavares would have gone straight for for the the, the attempt at goal, right? Um, so mixed feelings, or or do you think that that he's he's getting back on track and that he's 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 sort of building back to, to what we saw in, from him in the first half of the season? Um, Julien, I guess, do, do, are yeah, you frustrated yeah. or are you are you satisfied? No, I'm 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 pretty frustrated by by close on the whole, but at the same time, I guess I have to be realistic with with the level of player he really is. I guess also, and also considering the big step up he took, cons- uh, you know, like in regards to last year he was in Lens and he's a player with a bit of a late bloomer. And suddenly he arrives in a in a in a top French club with a lot of pressure, while being a French international. Then happens the fact that Deschamps doesn't call him, and that clearly, that clearly uh, was a big hit for his for his moral and for his you know like uh, self belief and etc. And yeah, I think he's a bit of um, he's this kind of guy also. Like you can see you can see it. He's a bit of uh, I'm not saying he's a, he's a sensitive guy or anything, but he's he, you know he's he's one of of uh, with feelings, I think he's a clever lad. He's, he's got lots of feelings, lots of, 
and he wants to do very well and he you know he's he's, he's been going through a rough patch personally is he still under uh, uh, under contract next season i, I, I guess think he is. so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would also be curious to see next season I, I believe he, he he could he could I hope he's gonna stay and I hope he could still have a good season with us. Um, for the for the end of this season, I think he's he's been doing okay. Um, against uh, against Lyon, I can't really tell, but uh, uh, against uh, Auxerre, it, it was frustrating. Like some of his runs were excellent and and a lot of his activity was very good. Like he was really really uh, proposing things and 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 being very active. But at the same time, every time he was crossing the ball and passing the ball, usually it was quite bad. So uh, very frustrated, you know, very fr- lots of bad choices and and quite f- frustrated. But I don't really blame him. Like I can understand, and I don't think we can all see it doesn't come from a lack of of um, investment. It's it's you know he's he's having a he's having a bit harder time. Maybe had to had to swallow this this uh, all, all this changing in his life as a player. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think Julien actually nailed nailed it on the head. He he uh, guys, he actually like I think it was like three years ago he actually played in fucking for fucking Armenia Bielefeld in second Bundesliga. So so he it, it, he's not a guy that is used to you know this level of play that was went through through the youth ranks in a you know well uh, known club, right? He, it's it's everything uh, like I think everything is pretty new to him. So I think I honestly would give him some more time. I think he delivered in the first half half of the season even more than that because i think he was a crucial player for 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 us in the first half of the season and i'm sure he will be back uh, I, I i actually think that uh he was his runs were, were were very good he found space a lot more than uh before and i think that one thing they actually he actually changed in a couple of last games i think he actually looks for more um you know uh, for more uh, verticality in his play i think so the the assist to to Sanchez uh, in the uh, for the for the goal versus Lyon is one thing. He also uh, actually passed the ball to Cengiz Under for the first goal versus uh, Osir, right? So it wasn't like a typical cross, run and cross, right? He 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 tried to combine and actually uh, pass it the 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 ball more um, vertically. So I think it's uh, it's a, it's a good sign, and I hope he will uh, he will be better and better f- uh, for the last five games of the season. I think what's very interesting what you said, Thomas, is very true. It brings a lot more uh, verticality, especially when he's from the left and when we play away from home. So basically, when you when you look at our front line, Alexi, you know, he can do really good runs, but he's not very fast. And uh, okay, he's got some speed to him, but close is by far the faster guy we have in that position. And basically, he brought all these great time runs. Um, with a lot of speed and a lot of energy. And I think he was the key factor in the Lyon game. He, 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 thanks to his run and his speed, he created, what, five chances in the second half? Like, it, it, was, it was non-stop at, at some point. Problem with him is he, he has a lack of technical skills, um, you know, especially on his left foot. And as you guys pointed out and Julian pointed out, mentally, I think he's... He's a very sensitive guy, and when he comes to you know the last pass or the final shot or the last third, he kind of overthinks too much or, or misses a pass, and, and and that's the problem you have. You have like, do, do you want to play with a guy like that or or Sengizunda who would create a lot of chances but will miss four out of five? 
but then if you don't play these guys, you, you just don't have these chances at all. Like if you play Cabouret in, uh, on the left side, for instance, you just don't have the same kind of a uh, kind of chances. Uh, so he was the key player of the match. He's coming back into form. Even if he has his limitation, we will create chances as it is also against Auxerre. And, you know, uh, he will be a great chance and a great shot uh, one time out of, out of four chances. But that's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, Chris, we'll, we'll touch on the Auxerre game in a minute and we can, we can do, do a bit more of a, a segue on Chris, but, but not just him. Um, I guess to, to conclude... Um, Without naming and focusing as much as we have done on Cabo in close, but but to finish off on the Lyon game, um, that fucking hugely satisfying to not only win but to win like that. We deserved the game. The performance was great. Um, a few players uh, beyond Cabo I mean, Ballardi was fantastic. Uh, Vertou had a great game. Rongier was was all over the park. It, it just felt like. We'd found our way again, as you said, Alex, after Trois, and, 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 and there, was a, there, there has been a, a form of general remobilization. Everybody's sort of putting in the same di- direction again, and, and by making a, a couple of, of lineup changes, it somehow reinvigorated the, the mental energy of this team, and, the, and there's so much left to play for, right? And I guess after Lyon, and, and before we go on to Auxerre, it's great to get the win there, but if you look at the the way the weekend went, we it actually works out quite well for us because Lance put put three goals past Monaco the night before we played, so we sort of already knew that, that in a way it's it's even though there's still five games left to play, you look at the table and you go and and you and Monaco lost again this weekend um, and got smashed and they've conceded like ten goals in the last three three games and barely scoring, but you feel like similarly to last season at the same stage. Top three is is pretty much assured, borrow bar a, a monumental collapse. Now that we found momentum again, um, how how much beyond the fact it's um, the, the, the other is the, well, sorry, beyond the fact it was a win against our biggest one of our biggest rivals and stuff, and, and it's good because we can piss all over them um, on, on social media and stuff. How how crucial of a timing do you think it is in terms of? Do I guess the question is. Um, and we'll go with you, Julien, first. Do you think that we've sealed top three after that Lyon result? Top three, yes. I mean, you know, we'll, let's talk about uh, 98 or 99% secure top three, yes, I think. Um, also, you know, thanks to thanks to the very bad result of, of Monaco and, and and all the other teams like like behind Monaco are around, like, they are not, they are not there, like the Nice, the... The hand, uh, you know, all that day. So for this season, I think top three is 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 a fact. Yeah, uh, top two, that's a whole different affair. And we'll talk about. I don't know if you have time to talk about the Lens game, of course, but that, of course, that's gonna be. A, a oh, we'll, we'll do a preview crucial. at the end for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I guess but, it's it's each your turn. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but but finish. Go for it. Go for it. No, it's it it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I get, Thomas, do you, do you, do you agree? Do you think that top three is, is yeah, I mean, percent secure? Yeah. Nine nine points ahead of Monaco, I think it would be like virtually a miracle if they if they would uh, uh, you know catch us. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's secure, and I think we can all, all, already say that 
good job for uh, um, Igor Tudor to, to make it because I think he, it was his uh, objective and I think he accomplished it, it so yeah the, the only thing I, I think we, we were clearly going to finish uh, ahead of Monaco and they, they just totally lost the plot over the last two games uh, now the focus is obviously you know getting that second place because you know we always say we need to be top three to be in Champions League yes but the, the, the third qualified uh, in France, unless there's some kind of luck in the Europa League for uh, if a team qualified for the Champions League win the Europa League, uh, which we don't know if it's going to be the case, you'll have to go through two rounds of, of, of games against difficult teams. So teams like, you know, I think last year Monaco played against PSV Eindhoven, you know, these kind of clubs. And that would be early summer, so like uh, would be what uh, early August or something. So you are far from qualify for the Champions League if you finish third. And then in terms of recruitment, you know, when you think of, of the president trying to organize his budget, it's very difficult to know how much money you can you know spend and, and really go for in terms of your, your recruitments and and even attract player. Because you're not sure if you're going to play Champions League or Europa League. So, you know, we almost have to see it as we need to be top two. Like, top three is, is just not very, not the same. <laughs> um, so, it's, it's, um, it's good. It's, it's the, the, the target at the start of the season. Knowing that overall, whatever happened, we would have had a good season. But we need that second place. We really need it. Need it. Yeah, so it's in a way, yeah, it's mixed emotions because it's it's good, and and if if things go our way, but we're, we're all in, guys. We, we we just know that we can't rely on anyone else. Um, you know, the, the the most likely fucking scenario is that Juventus win the Europa League, <coughs> and then they uh, they they hire Tudor <coughs> and Ribeiro or whoever else, and then guess what? UEFA decides, oh no, but even though. The Serie A is giving you your points back. We're going to ban you from European competitions. And then in, in like late July, we realise, shit, uh, UEFA have decided Juventus are banned and, and we have two weeks to prepare for, for the playoffs of the, the Champions League. <laughs> this, uh, that, would, that would not surprise me in the slightest because of, of Very how, possible. <laughs> how well, well, how it's not how well, but just how OM functions and how we get fucked by the, the authorities that be. Um, yeah. Let's let's finish off on Lyon. We'll, we'll move to to Excel now. And um, again, it's uh, you know back uh, just global context is we're, we're back at the Villodrome. Um, we got the win against Troyes. Is the curse broken? Um, uh, Touré fortunately not only was suspended, but there was an agreement apparently between both clubs that he wouldn't play the game anyway. So uh, there was none of that stress of one of our old players or, or on loan players would score against us and, and screw us over. Um, and then add to that the fact that the results went our way as well. So Monaco got battered again. Um, PSG lost. And suddenly we go into the Sunday night game <clears throat> with, a, with a bank holiday as well on the Monday. So um, it was good because, Alex, you were able to make it to the bar and, and Charles and a few other people. And, and we're, in, we're in the money time now. Um, but... Jesus Christ, that was frustrating. I mean, <laughs> the, the inevitable happened. We, we conceded the first goal after wasting 
minimum 15 clear chances before Oxford scored. Um, How many shots did we have? First half, we had 12 shots. Uh, mind you, there was zero, zero on target. But um, So, Auxerre expected goal in the first half, 0. 0.18. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think look, I think we started the game the right way. I think we we pressed well. We had chances. He, he, you know, again, he's put Caboret on the right because he brings that intensity. Close on the left to bring that speed, and close we're able to find some opportunity in space. When it's the home game, he puts Vitinha up front, uh, so he frees up um, Alexi, who is more of a you know number ten between the line and really help him you know to set up. Uh, were either close or Vitinha or Under, and and Vitinha was there pressing hard and he created two three chances for for himself which were really good chances, but it's a bit like close but for different reason but because he's really young and you could see in in the last moment the the last shot when he's part of the goal it kind of overthinks you could, you could feel the pressure on his shoulder a little bit to prove you know his worth and and. He kind of overshot, you know, tried to put too much power on his shot. Um, but we look good. We, we look good. We thought, you know, at some point we would score. Auxerre created nothing. The defense was really strong. Uh, midfield was working hard. And then the usual came. <laughs> first, pretty much first free kick. And we all started to joke in, in, in the pub and say, look, they're going to score there. <laughs> and so they did. <laughs> A shot from... Um, from another world, outside the box, a volley. I've never heard about this player straight in the goal. And I say it was again a stressful time. And then, and then you could see the the team started to get his usual doubt at the Velodrome, where where things don't quite go our way. Um, Tudor brought Tavares in to to bring that kind of craziness, and uh, uh, which put uh, close back on the right side. Um, and then thankfully, and that's all the, the mindset, the different, the, the energy, we find a way to score. So um, he was close, combining with Under, and Under, who, a, a player that you, you all know that I, I really, really enjoy because he brings that X factor, he brings that, that, that shot, he brings that dribble, and it's not always perfect, not always the best decision maker, but he's just, you know, a, a special weapon. And and when you think it's start to be all over, you don't quite create anything. He scored that goal, and then the momentum changed totally. The old stadium is just going wild, and then you know uh, something that we were saying in the pub as well. I, I think we were a bit too slow in the build-up, so Oser had the time to put the defense uh, very low, you know, into the own box, and it was hard to score. And we should have tried these passes in space a bit earlier, and it's exactly what happened where. With Alexi, he was a, you know, a through ball a bit earlier in, in, in the build-up phase. And then he was there one-on-one and scoring. Th- these two minutes are, again, like the last minute against Lyon, these are moments, key moments, changing our seasons and, and hopefully also our future with the potential second place down the road. So it was, ext- you know, it was ecstatic. We were all in the pub having, having uh, one of these special moments. So, uh, so it was a great game overall. 
Yeah, I, I must say that I I, I was actually uh, at, uh, at at like on on a holiday uh, on the days so where I was visiting my friends on in at the seaside in Poland, and I was actually like sitting in the corner just with my laptop and just <laughs> screaming furiously. Uh, like actually, this game costed me so much nerves that I it was really crazy. But um, I just wanted to 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 uh, to go back at uh, to one point because I think I have a really hard time. Uh, with evaluating Vitinha's uh, performance, I must say, I made a vow to not actually judge any of the winter recruits uh, yet because I think they need a full, uh, a full preparation and, and fitness camp, etc. Uh, but I, but I think I like some, something. I, it's it's really difficult for me to to to, to judge his uh, performance. I know that people who actually work in data uh, in, in football data say that. Actually, the ability to find space and actually create space to shoot is like the most important prediction of how good a striker will be. And I think Vitinha for sure has that uh, because he has he had something like I think he had seven shots in the first 30 minutes of the game, which is actually crazy. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, but the more crazy thing is actually it, none of these shots were actually a shot, it was actually a shot on goal. So you know. Like to be a striker and just shoot seven times, and but none of these shots uh, goes like towards the goal. It's it's really crazy for me. So I think it's really hard for for me to 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 judge him. And I'm and I'm I'm curious what you guys think about uh, his performance so far. Uh, let's not let's not uh, talk um, about his price tag, right? Because I think this this kind of um, you know obscures. Uh, uh, Lot of things, but I'm 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 curious what you what you guys think about him. I I, I just want to add a quick thing. I think you you're very right in terms of him finding position to shoot. So I think he he's not extremely fast, but first he pressed really well, which creates chances, and then he has really good movement. He has a good feel. You could feel the the striker movement in him, and even it's true he, he's missed a, a lot of shots, but I I like the way he strikes the ball. I, I, I like the, the the kind of shot he takes, left foot, right foot, and and the way he's with, with a lot of power, a lot of intent, and I think the the the, the like of uh, uh, finding the, the the net and and being being on target, I think it will come. I think he had some games where he did some really good shots. I remember when he was Paris in the Cup. Uh, also the way he took his pen uh, penalty in uh, penalty shootout against Ansi and things like that. I really like the way he strikes the ball. So I think it's just a question of of confidence, being in rhythm, working a bit more. But I, I, I think he, he can be a really good striker. Now, uh, I think he, what he lacks is, is a bit of speed. And more importantly, he's touch when he's, you know, uh, in the mid, you know, when he comes down a little bit or, or be have a have a pivot, his touch is is really heavy, and, and that's a problem. But I, I think he will find uh, he will find targets uh, as soon as he gets a bit of a, a game rhythm. Yeah, I mean, on, on another night, he, as you say, you can tell he's, he's just he's always in the right place in the box, like. Um, Tomas, you, you, you'll hate me for saying this, but Milik had a bit of that despite his his failings and his shortcomings. <laughs> but um, he, he's a natural nine. You could just tell he's got that instinct in the box. He, he makes those runs. But I, I, I'm curious to see. I think it will happen inevitably because if he starts using it too much to his advantage, the refs will, will, will obviously have a meeting and the NFP will be like, shut this shit down. But 
I think he's a vicious bastard. Like the number of, of times against Sugsea where he bullied, there was a, there was an aerial ball forward or there was a long ball through, and and he, I I was like, there's no way he's going to get on the end of that. But he somehow nudges the defender at the right time to be able to to be the first one to take the touch or or just goes to the duel. He's not afraid of the, of the contact and the physicality, which is which is a good sign in Ligue 1 because many players underestimate that, that aspect of this league is that you're up against big defenders, very, very, um, very, uh, you know, physically aggressive defenders who, who will try and use their, their, their body and physicality to just bully you into submission. And he, he, there was there were a few times, not only against Luxeo, but certainly in, in every time we've seen him, that he's not afraid to, to put his body on the line. And being young and that energy, he, he has a bit of that 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 sort of um how to call it X factor, you know, that 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 aggressivity that 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 um Giroud was it reminds me of Giroud a bit when he moved to Arsenal, like the first season, he was too much of a pretty boy in the Premier League. You know, he had these qualities, he scored a few goals, but he, he, he wasn't, you know, he was a bit too shy and he wasn't imposing himself. And then the, the second season at Arsenal, Giroud came back with a shaved head. And he was he was a, a evil bastard. Like, he would elbow defenders and he would, uh, you know, run into them. Even if it, he they gave the foul against him, he, he would show his presence. He would make his presence felt. And I'm getting similar vibes from Vitinha. And on another night, as you say, Alex, with more confidence, he probably scores a hat-trick in the first half. But um, but yeah. but his energy, his enthusiasm, and his desire—you can't question that. We just we just need to to to, to hope that we will po- polish the uh, you know the rough diamond into into something substantial. Because regardless of the investment, he looks like he's got the right mentality for 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 Olympique de Marseille and the Villadorm. Yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, you, you guys uh, said it all on on all the the his physical characteristic and uh, and lots of uh, of uh, tactical and extra so, uh, you i think you you really need it um it's just like i've read or heard some echoes that he had an interview in the press not so long, not so long time ago where he was actually talking about him being a bit lost you know away first time like he was away from his family and um uh, and that you know he, he 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 talked in the interview about the fact that yes he wanted to come to Marseille but he he also said like a bit in a way that if he would have come only from him on a purely um, emotional level he would have liked to stay in Braga and because that's where he, ha- he had all his friends and etc and he, I think he said something like yeah I signed to to OM um, a bit like um, you know so that it was better for everybody like. Like meaning that that the, his agent was happy, his family was happy, he was getting a better pay, his club was happy, and I guess OM was happy to have a, a signing on the last moment. So I think you, we have to take it's a bit like close, but in a, um, uh, of course some some circumstances are different, but it's a bit the same and maybe a bit the same kind of character in a way that that um, uh, he has to I think he has to digest also like his big move and. And hold his all this change and extra, um, so, but I like him. I, I I like him on the pitch. Like you, you guys really uh, explain why, and uh, uh, I agree with, with 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 all what you said. And I, I'm I'm looking forward uh, to see more next season. Yeah. But as you say, Julien, as something to remember, that guy has just 
a year and a half as a pro, one year and a half as a professional footballer. And he comes at Marseille, number nine, biggest potentially with options, whatever, biggest transfer ever. He has a year and a half as a pro. Like it's extremely risky and it's going to be very heavy on his shoulders. Um, let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, so we'll have to be we'll have to be patient and ideally, you know, even with the kind of investment we've made, ideally you'd want him to stay as a substitute for next year. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't want him to be your starting nine if you're gonna play Champions League and and so on. It's um, yeah, I yeah, think it's a difficult a bit, a bit difficult topic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's raw. He has potential. Well, he's raw, but, yeah. but but maybe as we as we know and we saw last summer, right? Um, the the preseasons with the the physical uh, staff, sorry, the, um, the the physios that we have and the Trudeau method and all that. If Trudeau stays and and the staff stays the same and there's a bit of stability for a change, um, you know, Vitinha is probably. I think he's one of those players that will that will thrive <clears throat> having a full summer preparation with with OM and Trudeau and his teammates and. He, this that that will be when it clicks, and, and we're all hoping that. Um, just uh, I, I hate myself is not the word, but but a bit of a it probably probably controversial coming from me, considering my opinion of the man, not just the player. Um, but but Thomas, you raised the point in the Lyon game about um, Tudor nailing it and not making too many substitutions and not panicking and trusting in the eleven because we had the momentum and stuff, but. But he, I agree with you that he, in my point of view, against Auxerre, he did the same, but he made the changes. And d- despite him not doing anything out of the ordinary and, and whatever, um, Payet coming on, when he came on, was, was I felt like it was, you know, Tudor also accepting that, hey, we, we need to throw everything we can at this game because of the, the results of Monaco have lost and stuff and whatever. But also, um, yeah, Payet had sort of a reassuring composed presence when he came on it seemed to calm everybody else down and and that's when we, we we took full control of the game and and you know we scored those two quick fire goals and put the result beyond doubt we should maybe have scored the third but um yeah we can we can feel free to to, to praise Payet and I'm actually quite surprised and, and disgusted at myself <laughs> for doing it but um if- do you, do you think you do, do you would you echo what you said about the Lyon game, Thomas? That the, the substitutions were crucial against Auxerre uh, as well. I, f- I I think I must actually disappoint you. I oh, I, f- I think that they were crucial, but I think that Payet wasn't like a factor in that. I, get, I actually like I I will I I respect him as a player, but I I honestly don't think that he can bring anything to the table this season. I think I think Marseille fans are actually really longing. For a narrative that he will come back and he will just make something, and of course he's not as good, but then he he will just have some you know one magic touch that will bring off the title and, and or something like that. I think he was okay, uh, but but I think you know like calming the play down it's like it's, a, it's quite of esoteric thing. I I I couldn't see that. I think we it would be nice if he would do that, but I I, I didn't see any proof of that in. On the pitch, actually, I, I what, what I saw was that actually Osser had one more long distance shot after when uh, when they were trailing, and actually Payet was the one who was 
it was late to, to to the press. So I don't think it, it was actually his substitution that changed the game. But I, uh, but uh, at the same time, I, I must say that um, I was positively surprised by Ganduzi. There were there, there was a lot of um, of, uh, of rumors uh, be- before the game that he's growing, you know, more and more uh, discontent about this uh, situation that he wants to play because he, he he wasn't a starter for like last three or four games, right? And I think that actually his entrance changed really a lot because it was uh, he, he was a part of the combination that actually made the first goal and then for the second goal he he uh, he made a, a, a perfectly weighted pass uh, of course and I must say with uh, additionally with 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 Anders great run that actually dragged one of the defenders uh, out of his, his zone but but it was Ganduzi pass and I think that if I would credit someone from the substitutes I think it would be Ganduzi. I, I think, and, and just to come, uh, come back to what you guys just said, I think he was, he was very keen in terms of Tudor made the change with Kenduzi and, and, and Payet. So basically, the way we were playing before, we did something like 40 crosses during that game. Like it was all about going, going to, to the wings, crossing in the box, in the box, especially in the second half, because he removed Vitinha to put... Uh, who did he put? He put... Uh, he put Alexi back up front, uh, and he was just crosses in the box to a, a lot of players who are not, you know, the, the strongest um, with the headers. So it wasn't quite working, and it's something that actually Charles picked up when we were when we were at the in the pub, and it wasn't quite working. And and the, as I said before, I, I think we were just, you know, building up too long. It was it, it was too slow. That we end up only be able to cross the ball in in, in a box full of players, and w- what Genduzi and Payet brought is is that touch, that technical touch in the middle of the pitch, which we didn't have. We were losing a lot of ball by the lack of, of skills of the likes of Vitinha or um, uh, obviously Nuno Tavares or close. Like we were losing a lot of balls, and 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 by Payet and Genduzi, what they brought, they brought technicality in the midfield, and they brought th- these through balls. Through balls to Under, through balls to um, to Alexi, which brought the goal, and is that kind of, of uh, extra bit of touch of these two players who changed the game? Because instead of just going on on the side and crosses, we, we started to create a bit more and, and attract more defenders in, in the middle of the pitch. Uh, but as um, uh, Thomas rightly pointed out, the problem is when you put these two players defensively, they're not the same. I didn't quite notice that the, the, the shot came from Payet, but I'm not surprised. But I did notice as well that at some point, Genduzi was very slow on the press and he got beaten by the guy. He didn't come back, which created half a chance for Osser. So, you know, a, a lot of fans after the game say, oh, how come Genduzi is not first team? Or how come Payet is not first team? It's because they cost you on, in terms of balance of the team on, on the defensive side of thing, in terms of the, the, the pressing and, and the focus, it's just not the same. So I think they need to be used in special moment, in special time because of their technical skills and, and, and their passes. But there's a reason why they are on the bench and especially as we want to be that, you know, bulldozing physical team, they, they, they don't always have their, their, their spots, even, even if they are skilled. I think it's because, um, just, to, just to add as well, I mean, 
their, their profiles, right? Last year, when when we when you have a, a game plan that is so focused on control and build up, and and when you're again losing, you lose the ball, but you know that behind you there's Saliba, and 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 you know that we that it was it was much I wouldn't say better oiled machine, but but certainly there was more serenity defensively last season than this this season maybe. I think that that adds to your point, Alex, is that these guys, not only Payet and his age and all of that, but and, and because he's got more competition than ever, finally uh, in the starting lineup in terms of his position. But Gendouzi, the same is that their profiles, when if they if they lost the ball last season or they made a mistake and stuff, you, you were 90% sure that Saliba would recover the ball afterwards and, and it was fine. And it was more risk adverse, but... Um, when they do this year, whether it's you can't compare to Belardi because he's, he's unlucky to be wrong place, wrong time too often. This guy, but Gendouzi certainly this year is um, it's it's he's being asked different things in terms of his contribution to, to the team and his um, he's being asked to maximise his ability to pick a pass and dribble past the player possibly rather than last year, which was last year was. His ability to to just keep the ball and take two or three extra touches and look up and and change it from side to side, which was more passive. Both of them, have, um, when when you're when you're playing such a, a high intensity um, system where you you are exposed and the 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 one mistake you make could be the mistake that costs you the counter attack, then it changes their whole approach ma- mindset wise and psychologically because suddenly they're shitting themselves more often. They're thinking shit. Should I really try that pass because that that could backfire massively and then shit I'm I'm already a substitute I could I could not even come on in the next game as a substitute so it's a fine balance but but at the end of the day it's worth pointing out as well that as much as we 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 love I mean I I really like Gendouzi I was happy we signed him because of his character and I knew that he was right for for him and the Villadorm and the pressure um, we we have to detach our attachment to, to the individuals and the players and remember that it's all about the, the points and where we are in the league table and Olympique de Marseille, not not is Gendouzi scoring regularly. And, and to, to add on what you say, it's uh, the, the best example is the game where we were together at the Velodrome against Montpellier. Uh, Gendouzi loses a ball. He gets beaten on, on pure speed by Kazri, 35-year-old Kazri. And, and that Kazri run uh, brought the brought the goal for Montpellier. You one nil down, and then it's a very different game. So uh, that's why Tudor really likes to have Rongier and Vertu, uh, a number six, which should be the favourite position for Gendouzi, is because their intensity and their focus defensively and their their, their, their care for the ball is is a bit higher, I think. Um, while Gendouzi is, a, is an amazing distribution platform as a six, but defensively on, on the physical impact, I don't think he's as good as any of the two uh, starters. Now, now, going back in Gendouzi, I think when you play away from home in a game like Lars, I, I, would, I would bet some money that he would start as, as a number 10, you know, uh, one of the two tens, the one on the left. I think he, he, he would be very useful, but then again, it might not be his, best or favourite position going forward in his career. So um, very useful. He still bring a lot this season, but I think it would make a lot of uh, sense for him to change team uh, in the summer. 
We'll see. But um, let, hey, you've done you've done um, half the presenter's job. Let's finish off and segue uh, into the big one, Lens this weekend. Um, Marseille second, travelling away to Lens third. Everything to play for. Lens in form. Um, the, uh, to your point, actually, Alex, I mean, I, I can't find the Twitter article anymore. I think it was posted in the group, but seemingly Gendouzi is going to start because um, he's he's impressed or whatever, and, and maybe yes. it's the right time and it's the right game for him. But yeah. how, uh, d- I mean, question to all of you and, and maybe quick response as we finish off. Is this the final or are there enough games left that, that one of the two teams could possibly fuck it up against another, another in another game? And, after this game this weekend, and it's not that big a game as it as it is. Yeah, I th- I think that that this is actually a huge game, and the result of the of this game will have an you know a psychological impact of the on the uh, remaining four games. So I think that whoever wins this game actually has has the second place secured. I would say. Um, so that's that's one thing. The second thing I think it like taking everything into account i'm actually quite calm about this game and i can tell you why i think that uh loans are are for sure are in form uh or, or maybe more strictly speaking i think uh lois openda is in form because he, he scores like like a madman lately but as a team itself i don't think that they're in such you know red hot form as as, as they were like a few months uh, back so so, so that's that. The second thing is that they are missing uh, a guy called uh, Abdul Samet, who plays in their midfield along, alongside Seko Fofana, and he's a very, 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 very good player. He's suspended for the for, uh, for a um, for the red card that he received in the game versus Paris. Um, so, so that's that. And you know, I I remember that last season actually the game played at uh, Felix Bollard was actually our best game of all season, I would say. We won 2-0 um, last year there. And I have a feeling that we might uh, have a, um, a repeat of that game. I hope so, at least. And I must tell you that for me, this is like the game for for the for the title i would say i uh, you know even even i, I would say that I, I i'm just even disregarding uh, you know paris as, as qatar is not in france so so i think for me personally this is a game for the for the for the title for the championship of france so i'm really looking forward to, uh, to that to that game yeah yeah we i think we all um we all accept a, a great game, and I, I agree with Thomas that that it's a, it's a crucial game. I, I don't know if it's a final per se, but it is it's definitely crucial. Um, I had the chance to to uh, witness uh, Lens uh, live um, a few days ago because I was in Toulouse for the for the Toulouse game, Toulouse Lens in the in the championship. So okay, Toulouse was quite modest. They they were freshly, uh, as you guys probably know, they were freshly cup champion and. Um, they were and drunk. They, they were drunk. Yeah, they were still drunk. <laughs> no, like basically a nine out of eleven players that, uh, that were starters against Lens uh, were not in the final and etc. So it was a, a lot of B team, you know, and and the big stars of of Toulouse uh, came only quite late in the game, most of them and etc. Um, but um, Lens was quite impressive. I must say that that it was the first time that I was seeing uh, 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 like the the big names from from Lens, you know, the Openda, the Sotoka, the Onana, the Fofana, the Brice Samba, the Medina, 
uh, and and uh, even though they had um, they had a bit of a rough start, like Toulouse were were you know a bit on the euphoria of their win and etc. of their cup win. Um, but you could see Lance, Lance never really panicked, and even when dominated, you could see on a few on a few combinations on just pure speed, pure pure qualities of of, of some of these top players that that they were they, they were above they were, they were they were really above Toulouse. They were you know, and um, as a team, I was still quite. I, I, I'm, it's it's possible, as Thomas said, that they are they are maybe not at their best. They're maybe not. As as extremely uh, strong powerhouse than they they were maybe a few months before, but arguably we are not maybe also at our best anymore. Uh, so um, so you know it's going to be interesting. Um, we can totally win this game, like no knowing the quality we 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 have and how how at ease we are away and etc. We we can totally win this game, but um, it's gonna be a serious game. It's a serious game, and also uh, difference with last year. Their defense is very solid this year. I was very impressed by this uh, Facundo Medina. Uh, he, he was excellent. He was yeah, excellent. He, he's he's very good he, as, he as well as everywhere. Kev- yeah, as as well as uh, Kevin Danso, the the Austrian yeah, guy. Yeah. They 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 are really really great, and I think they're already eyed by some top clubs yeah, in uh, uh, Europe. Uh, I'm 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 sure. I'm totally not surprised. They were very impressive. So yeah. Mm, looking forward, that's for sure. That's going to be a big one. And and yeah, I, I watched also the game uh, against Toulouse, and it's true that their the defensive organization was was really good. So if if at some point they lead in the game against us, it will be difficult to to come back and and and, and score, let's say, two goals to to beat them. I think I think it would be difficult. I, I think the key for us is. Um, I think we'll put Genduzi as left number 10 and we'll put close on the left wing back to find him in space. And I think that will be the key. I think that, that close to speed, because obviously Lance will be attacking, they will take some risks. They are one point behind, they are at home. It'll be them to come and, 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 and get us to some extent. And I think close to speed um, could be the big, big difference maker. He'll be in space on that left side. Genduzi to set him up. I could really see that hurting Lance. And then we have the other guys who, you know, Alexia and Under are also very good at timing their run. So we, we will have our chances. Um, but if, you know, at some point Lance score fairly rapidly in that game and, and wants to control a bit more, uh, they seem to be very, very well organized defensively. And uh, we would need that extra technical touch um, that we may not have uh, with our starting lineup. So, so so, we'll have to see how it goes. Now, the question is, you know, are we happy with the draw? So let's say uh, at some point it's near nil on 1-1 in the last 15 minutes. Um You'd think yes, but are we the kind of team to keep a score? I don't know. Um, and also, you know, uh, a draw, then we still need to go to Lille, which would be difficult. Um, uh, and and then who knows? We're not that far from Paris and I have the feeling that the, the players wants to give it a go. So it'll be yes, very interesting. Yes, yes, yes. So they, I think he, he will be... Um, it'll be interesting to see how the team responds if it's uh, 
if it's 1-1 and, you know, the 10, 15 minutes uh, left to play and see if we, you know, we're going to try to win it, taking some risks or, or if we set back and happy with the draw. I think a draw would be, should be good enough to finish second. I think we win all the games at home. I think we'll win. No, at... no, 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 no. We're going to lose against an already nah. relega- relegated Angers. Nah. We all know this, mate. No, no, no. I've said it for two weeks. We'll, all our games at home, we'll win at Ajaccio. I'm sure of that. The only game really then really scares me going to Lille. And I think we can still have a score there. Uh, but if Lance wins, I think it's over. I think they have a fairly easy calendar, if I remember. Um so, yeah, key game. If it's a draw, I think we're good. Um, but if we lose, I think, yeah, we'll very likely finish third. I, I honestly don't see us going for a draw. I, I, I remember the game versus Tottenham, and I think that Tudor wants to, you know, go go all in. So I would be surprised if we would just play it out conservatively. I think we will be in the hand for three points. Another interesting point uh, regarding the lineup is who uh, is uh, there, there, there were some rumors today that once more Ballardi will uh, replace Memba in the at, at the central central defense much to the dismay of many Marseille fans who I, I guess it worked versus uh, Lyon and Tudor explained that he he needed his uh, his uh, agility and quickness versus uh, Sharky right so you could also argue that versus Openda he needs Ballardi but I, I think that would be controversial yeah. <laughs> but guys we'll see I mean it's too close to court I don't I don't even want to want to think about it I'm that anxious um Quick fire, as before we, we wrap up, what's your, your score prediction? I'm going to go with 1-1 one, one again. 2-0 uh, for us. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, 0-2. Then again, I think I did four or five time predictions on this pod and I was always wrong, so... 2-0 no. <laughs> for us. <laughs> I'd say 1-1 one, one as well. and I, I would sign for a draw. Um, yeah, I know... Who knows, like, you know, with Paris in total fucking mental explosion, it's, it's even if they take the team, it's not over. If we win at last, we would start to put some real pressure on them. But, you know, I would sign for a draw, and I think it's two good teams. I think we'll find a way to score one. I think they have the player to score as well against, against our guys. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I would say uh, one nil for us with uh, Jonathan Klaus free kick goal. Oh man, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's going to be typical, isn't it? Because he's been so frustrating the last few weeks. The one game where he's going to have the perfect touch at the perfect time is going to get be against his old team. Because let's face it, this is how it would be if it was if it, the roles were inversed and it was one of our ex players. So we're not uh, expecting I, that. Sorry, I will go for a brace. A brace by Nuno Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, too much. Let's too finish. Much. Let, yeah, let's finish. <laughs> no, guys, guys, it's time to finish, guys. It's guys, honestly, finish. if we win that game, we will start to put some real pressure on Paris. They are yeah, totally, they are totally fucked yeah, yeah. up at the moment. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Just imagine, special. guys. Imagine. Oh, no, let's is, not. Let's not. No, no, but the thing with uh, uh, about this this t- t- title race that doesn't even exist is is that it's a mega long shot. It's like it's still, of course, like uh, statistical wise, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like two two or three percent. 
But the yeah. thing is, like, we have absolutely nothing to lose, and and the staff just have a huge pressure, and and yeah, it, it it can be really funny. At least it can be extremely funny. So if we if we win our loss, I think we win, and we come in close to play. I think we win all our games. I really yeah. do. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's and then see. you know, you just need Paris to fuck up once, and they are Révons all the plus pressure. Grand, les gars. Plus grand. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh man. Guys, I, I don't even want to contemplate it. Let's finish here before we all get carried away. Um, guys, thanks thanks for coming on as usual. Tomas, good to have you back. Um, let's see, man. Like Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll reconvene and, and this, this crazy dream will be a potential reality. But until then, let's let's all pray for a result on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, f- I, I think yeah. we can just end up with, 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 the, with the news that uh, Napoli just... Uh, became yeah. you know Serie A champions so we, we we have a shot I think maybe maybe it's, t- it's our turn as well huh? who knows maybe the <laughs> underdogs this season who knows all good guys thanks thanks to everybody who listens and we'll we'll, we'll catch up soon